All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan. And make sure to go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us five stars and great reviews, and we will continue to bring you content each and every week. All right, going into our mainstay topic, we always have the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, kick it off. Absolutely. A uh, couple goods, kick things off. Uh, in our, my house, we watch a lot of softball. Surprise, surprise. I got a daughter and I have a wife who played softball. Um, so we watch all throughout the season, SEC mostly, but SEC and ACC softball. Uh, this, they had their tournaments in the past couple weeks. Um, and I'm happy to report that Duke is ACC champ, champion. And uh, knocked off Florida State, who had been champions, literally champions since 2014. They won every year since then. Um, and they had been in the championship since 2012. Um, just a good overall tournament. Also, I'm very proud of my daughter and prompted when they did good stuff, she would start clapping. And then when the other team did good stuff, she just sat there. So she's already learning. Um, so it was just, it was fun to watch it with her. It was fun to see them win. Also, I was shocked to find out that Duke's softball program is only four years old. They have not had a team prior to 2017, I guess. Um, pretty crazy, actually. Um, the other one is uh, another obscure sport. Duke is ACC champ, track and field. So let's go ahead and just make it a, a big time day. Next topic. Are we going to talk about sports anyone cares about? Rack, racking up all <laughs> these championships. Got trophies just piling up behind me. Um, and then the bad, this will be a natural transition, was uh, UNC baseball. Um, I watched the UNCW-UNC game the other night, and what a horrible game. UNC did win. It was 14-9. But UNCW gave up. I think about seven runs off of pass balls, walks, wild pitches, uh, just you name it, walking runs in. Um, Carolina had 11 hits, but 14 runs. So explain that to me. And then uh, UNCW like actually came back and made it a game. They were down like nine two at one point and came back within a run of each other. And then they ended up blowing it again. But that's how bad Carolina has been. That, that's the that UNCW handed them the game, turned it back into a game that UNCW handed back to them again. So just an overall horrible baseball game. It was very, very ugly. Um, but I watched it and ultimately Carolina did win the game. I was happy to see to look and see how bad they were playing. So that's my good, good ugly for the week. So you're hating on UNCW baseball, who's normally pretty good and competes with Carolina all the time. Well, they're competing for who's the worst this year. We'll save that for later. <laughs> All right. Let's throw it over to the UNC fan for uh, his rebuttal and his good, the bad, and the ugly. I, I don't have a rebuttal about UNC baseball. We're fourth in the conference, right nestled behind NC State. So that's a fine place to be for now. Fourth uh, in the division. Yeah, fourth, I was about to say fourth in, first in, fourth in the division right now in the Coastal. Yeah, it's a fair point. Fair point. I don't, it shows you how much I pay attention to the Atlantic. So uh, <laughs> I just assume the Coastal is the conference. <laughs> Three shows podcast agrees with me. <laughs> who, who, who's number one in the Coastal right now? 
Uh, wait Georgia till Tech. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's Georgia Tech, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's behind Georgia Tech? My one of the Virginia schools, probably UVA, right? I think they're behind us. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'll go find out. I got it right here. Who is it? It's Georgia Tech, Pitt, Miami, UNC, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Duke. There you go. I was picking up the UVA. Virginia Tech fell off pretty hard. Yeah, they are under 500 in conference play right now. You should know the answers to these questions before you answer them, Morgan, or ask them, Morgan. Well, if ESPN made it easier to navigate to the standings for college baseball than I would, but it's nestled in the middle of nowhere on ESPN. That's why I suggest you go to the ACC.com and you can get all that information easy to read. Which is where I actually found that for that quick plug. Sponsor us, <laughs> the ACC.com. <laughs> Need something to read while you're having your bow rounds? Go to ACC.com. It's Even better. <laughs> Even better. A double sponsor. We've effectively derailed you. Continue. Well, I was going to talk about ACC baseball anyways. I was going to talk about racing of all different sorts and sizes. So the Hendrick boys at Dover, we talked about this last week. There's a race in Delaware, NASCAR race. Uh, Hendrick, uh, me and Logan should be very happy about the fact that Hendrick placed one, two, three, and four uh, at the Dover racetrack. I believe that's the fourth time um, in about 40 or 50 years in NASCAR that that's ever happened where four team. Uh, Hendrick has four cars. And uh, all four of the cars placed in the top four. So to be honest, that's quite impressive when you're doing anything. Um, speaking uh, of that, um, in case anybody wants to know, Chase Elliott did not win. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, he placed third. Uh, speaking of that uh, and, and, and having stables of things that you race, uh, let's go to the people's race, which is uh, the Preakness was last weekend in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Ron Bauer won, uh, I believe it was 11 or 12 to one odds. Uh, this is the secondary race that follows up the Kentucky Derby, uh, makes up the second part of the triple crown. Obviously if Medina spirit, the much maligned, uh, horse had won, that would make it very interesting for the, uh, third round, which is in Belmont, New York for the Belmont stakes, which is roughly two, uh, well, it's about nine days from now, but it's two weeks, uh, separated from the Preakness. Medina Spirit finished third, uh, Midnight Bourbon, another Bob Baffert horse, um, the much maligned trainer for his potential cheating. Uh, that horse finished second and Rumbauer won. Um, and so what I was going to do, and I'm not sure if this is helpful to anybody or not, but we've talked a lot about betting on this podcast and everything else. I figured I'd run down what you could have won because I doubt many people care about horse racing, but you may care about what you could have won. So uh, if you picked the two horses that finished first and second in order, Ron Bauer and Midnight Bourbon, you would have won 98 bucks on a $2 bet. If you picked the three horses that finish in order, Ron Bauer, Midnight Bourbon, and Medina Spirit in that order, uh, you would have won 163 bucks on a $2 bet. <laughs> if you picked the four horses that finished one, two, three, four, not unlike the Hendrick boys, you would have won 1,025 bucks on a $2 bet. But in the meantime, what a lot of people bet on is just the horse to win. So if you pick Ron Bauer to win, you would have won 25 bucks if you pick Rombauer Midnight Bourbon to go one, two, uh, basically finishing either first or second, you would have won 10 bucks on a $2 bet. And if you picked show basically, uh, for example, I would have bet on Medina spirit. Um, you would have to finish first, second or third, I would have bet $2 and I would have won $5 and 20 cents. 
So basically, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, the only other thing for the, my good of the week would be PGA Championship. And uh, that's going on this weekend down in Kiwa Island, South Carolina. There'll be more on that later. It's the second toughest course apparently in the world. And uh, so that'll be kind of interesting. And the only other thing I had for you guys is I saw this on ESPN and I thought it would be kind of funny to run by you guys. The trophy that they win for the PGA Championship is called the Wanamaker Trophy. It's 27 pounds. So I'll ask the group, uh, do you think it's heavier than the Stanley Cup? Yes or no? No. Yes. The answer is no, it's not. The Stanley Cup is 32. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Stanley Cup is 32 pounds. And do you think it's more or less heavy than the amount of pounds of cheese an American or average American eats in a year? Less. Less. People love their cheese. Uh, more. Less. It's more. More. <laughs> 23 pounds. 23 pounds of cheese American eats in a year. Damn, Morgan, you got both of those right. <laughs> so those are my... What happens when you get the cheat sheet? <laughs> I learned from the best. I thought I was about to say, I thought that was Ryan's thing. <laughs> I slipped Morgan the answers ahead of time. <laughs> I gave him my extra special two. in my pocket. I, uh, those are my two goods, my only ugly, and I'll keep this brief. It's the reaction to the Tim Tebow signing with the Jags this week. Can we leave the four-string tight end alone? I mean, the guy's, the guy's going to stand on the sidelines. And if he gets in the game, congratulations. But the sports media doesn't need to go wild with this. This reminds me of the uh, – the why am I blanking on his name? Trevor Lawrence uh, getting married the day or a couple weeks before the NFL draft. Just, just, just leave people alone, <laughs> honestly. We don't need to talk about this 24-7. All right, so Morgan, take it away. Good, bad, the ugly. All right, well, I got a good, great, and ugly. So my goods can be Carolina Hurricanes are 2-0 and to start off their playoff series, which is pretty nice, even though we're not going to games anymore, nor do we really associate with the Hurricanes anymore. <laughs> uh Let's see. Great is I uh, just read the other day that Chris Sale has been uh, throwing off the mound since his Tommy John surgery. And they, if all goes well, he should return to rotation in July, which would be a big boost to that uh, the pitching rotation so they can stay near the top of that standings until he gets back. That'll help them out quite a bit. The Reds. Uh, yeah. Um. Which, surprisingly, I was expecting it to be their worst position this season. So far, they've all held their own pretty well in the pitching. And then my ugly is going to be uh, renting from an apartment and their process of uh, giving you a renewal letter 11 days before you have to give them a decision. And also saying that uh, the minimum it's going to go up is quite a bit. So apartments, apartment living can... Uh, you can take a hike. I have a solution. Buy a house. I, oh, <laughs> cool. You want to lend me a bunch of money to buy a house that's not worth it? Haven't you seen the Red Bank commercials? You just go online and buy a house. I actually just works. saw one of those today. And then, you know, with the whole companies moving here, you could uh, probably make a, make a little bit of change on that here in a few years. There you go. You guys must have quite a bit of money if you can buy a house right now. <laughs> thank, thank you for that lovely advice, though. 
No, I'm in the same boat. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one part of this podcast that owns a house. I've got a lofty <laughs> from a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, first good is um, I'm not going to go into too much detail on this because I'll have a little bit more about that later. But last night, um, I got to go to the Hurricanes versus Predators game too. A lot of fun. We'll have more on that here in a little bit. Like Morgan said, the Canes are two and zero in the series, so things are uh, they're looking pretty pretty stout at the moment. Uh, second good is that I have a brand new microphone here for all of your podcast listening pleasures. I've got what a microphone I've wanted for a long, long time. It's the same one that Joe Rogan uses. So uh, miserable and reckless going to the big time. We're coming for you, Joe. Next up. I have another good. Didn't really have a lot of whole lot of bad things this week, but uh, speaking of podcast, the next episode that's about to be released, Country Coal Cans, we have a uh, artist from the Texas scene by way of Louisiana from the Bayou State named Lucas Jagno and the Rocho. We had a pretty cool conversation with that cat down there, and uh, you know, I have to check that out on Country and Coal Cans. I believe it's going to be published this week. So that's my good, good, and good for this week. A lot of positivity coming from me for once. Too much. Please get a sound effect that we can hit that says shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> we should we should do like um like Michael Knowles on Daily Wire does every time he talks about his book on his show. It has a, a plug counter every time. <laughs> it counts how many times he mentions his book that's being about to be released. <laughs> I tell you what, man, that, that is a nice nifty uh mi- microphone you got there. Yeah, it had a nice yeah. price tag too, unfortunately. I bet it but did. Yeah. Damn. I see buying new microphones, but not new blinds. Yeah, well, that was a <laughs> that was a product of Andy Forsythe, so <laughs> our guest from a few episodes of Miserable and Reckless. Yeah, America, what you can't see is that every week when we see Logan on Miserable and Reckless, he's sitting in front of a pair of blinds that are just there's like four of them ripped. Look like a dog. Like, look like a dog jumped to do it. Yeah, and broke it, and they just and it's been that way. In fact, it's been that way for a long time because every time I've gone to your house, those I can tell you the night that it happened because it's the uh, the little stair area where where the little railings. Also, about one, two, three, four, five, six of them are either, either loose or missing completely because the night that this blind incident happened, it's the same night that, and they were both uh, attributed to again one Andrew Forsyth. We were playing beer pong after a road trip to Raleigh. It was me and Dustin versus Andy and Jenny. And Andy, you know, may have had a, a few cold snacks that evening. And he he runs into the blinds. And then a few, 30 minutes later, he runs into the little railings and just breaks things all over my house. And now we have to look at it every week. Yep. But, but at least you got a new microphone. Exactly. At least I got a new microphone. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> But yeah, that's my uh, my good, good, and good. So throw it over to Ryan for, I believe, what we have a returning segment, the Redneck Review. Yeah, so I mentioned that uh, I mentioned that the golf tournament was going on this weekend at Kiowa Island. It's south of Charleston and north of Hilton Head. So if you kind of draw a line on the coastal map of South Carolina, that's more or less where it is. So I thought to myself, well, the sanctuary at Kiwa Island is uh, supposed to be one of the nicer hotels down in, um, it's, it's, it's where this golf course is. And it's got to be one of the nicer places down there. I've seen it on a lot of lists of like the best places of the South, et cetera. I said, surely I can't possibly find a terrible review of this place. I was wrong. 
Um, if you go on tripadvisor.com, Troy's mommy, all one word, uh, spaced together. Uh, she gave us this gem. Starting off, I do not recommend this hotel during COVID. Quite frankly, I wouldn't recommend any hotel during COVID. Um, I had to ask twice to have the toilet unclogged. Sounds like a personal problem, Troy's mommy. Asked at noon and again at 5 p.m. Trash bin was not emptied after multiple requests, overflowing with takeout boxes and toddlers' dirty diapers. Figured maybe the dads on this podcast might understand. Uh, so, so, so I, it sounds like Troy was actually on the trip then. <laughs> I just thought Troy might be a grown man and she was still using the screen. <laughs> Housekeeping would not leave clean towels nor remove dirty towels because we weren't, and she put this in quotes, in the room. My vacation schedule should not revolve around housekeeper delivering towels. COVID or not, overflowing trash and dirty linens is just unacceptable. Breakfast and lunch out of paper boxes, capitalized, every day is for people living in their cars. First of all, Troy's mommy, <laughs> um, you're being real, real mean to people living in their cars. Uh, COVID's kind of a situation. There's a lot of people that may be going through a lot of stuff right now. Maybe you should pipe down a little bit about the fact that you had to eat some takeout. Uh, apparently, she didn't just eat takeout, though, because Flies at Tommaso, uh, which I looked up, it's a restaurant. Uh, flies at Tommaso made dining a disgusting experience. A couple flies are expected with outdoor dining. So this woman has uh, levels of flies that she allows, apparently, based on the... The fly meter. It's like the, the green to red, and but the orange and yellow in between. It's, it's like the air quality. <laughs> exactly. We were swarmed. And when I commented to the hostess and server, their reply was, yeah, we can't do anything about it. Seems like a reasonable response when you're talking about flies outside. <laughs> I don't know. PTs. In Wilmington, has a uh, they put those water bags out that supposedly gets them to go away. That's we could do a whole podcast on 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 whether or not those things work or not. You put the penny <laughs> in them and they keep the mosquitoes or whatever away. <laughs> and they claim it works. Uh, our server in Jasmine Porch. Now she's confused me because is it is it Tommaso? Is it Jasmine Porch? Does restaurants change names halfway through the review? had the audacity to comment to us, your children are expected to behave and sit quietly, which first of all, sounds like something that might be said at a very fancy golf resort, especially if you're trying to bring your children there in the middle of a pandemic. However, children don't always behave. I get it. Uh, I just love the fact that the server basically said, can't do anything about your flies. Please tell your children to shut up. (laughs) Uh, I asked concierge, for a location to actually have a nice lunch inside with air conditioning and was sent to this barbecue place. First of all, the fact that you called down and asked for a place with air conditioning and they sent you to a barbecue place is phenomenal. That's totally something that I feel like either me or Morgan would have done if somebody was being extra rude. When they wanted a reservation, we would have sent them to either the work Neptunes. King Neptunes. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to flame King Neptune's on the podcast, but either the worst restaurant in town, no, it isn't that great. <laughs> the place that it's a great bar, but uh, oh well, we're going off the rails there. Anyways, she says no indoor dining, so they sent her to a place. She asked for air conditioning. They sent her to a place that had no indoor dining, but at least the flies were tolerable. 
that was her assessment of the barbecue place that she didn't mention. Uh, next, she starts in on the pool. Um, the pool restaurant closes at five. This means no earlier evening, earlier evening swimming. I didn't know that was a term for kids, as by the time we would have to leave to clean up for dinner, all dining would be closed. Sometimes we don't want to have to shower and change for dinner. Sometimes we just want to swim and hang out. Well, again, sounds like a personal problem. Either swim or go eat dinner. So is earlier e- evening swimming just a, you know, swimming during the day? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> no, no, it's early evening. Oh, I, I, I got it. It's golden hour swimming. There you go. Golden yeah, hour. You go. I, like, I like golden hour better. <laughs> Ma- the magic hour. <laughs> well, that's just in the hot tub, Morgan. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's Troy's mommy. <laughs> you guys, do you guys want to hear her advice for the? Uh, she she's got a whole list of advice here. She wants to leave the pool restaurant open so kids can play there, as there are no other evening. Now imagine this: you're at a world class golf resort where currently the best pros in the world are playing golf. Please leave the pool open because there are no other activities for kids. Great advice. Or have room service delivered to the pool in the evening. Then she asks point blank, why is this so difficult in her review? Why can't the resort have at least one room service or pizza delivery open after 9 p.m.? We are in a hotel with no kitchen. Find it hard to believe that there's a restaurant on site. Concierge not being allowed to make pool reservations for guests is ridiculous. Again, she's going to a hotel in South Carolina at a world-class golf resort during a pandemic, and the concierge is not allowed to make her a pool reservation. (laughs) Wait, so instead of calling to make your own reservation, you call a guy to ask him to make your reservation for you? Go to the pool, which you don't even like swimming at because you don't get to do early evening or golden hour swimming. Correct. ladies extra you know this woman sounds a lot like the la who stayed at shell island when you and i worked there angle this woman was from newport beach california i don't know how many people on here know what newport beach california is like but it's boy very bougie like hoity-toity people and she called down first time i'm ready to have my room turned down <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> then she said what, 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 what Go ahead. Go ahead. And, then, and then she also uh, later that night called, um, what hour should I put my clothes out to have it dry cleaned? <laughs> Again, we'll send up a bellboy with a peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up, Morgan, because that's literally where she goes next. I paid entirely too much to have to deal with laundry, craft service, overflowing poo, it literally says that and eating out of boxes. This is not a luxury hotel, but more of a roadside motel experience. If you are listening to this during the weekend that this golf tournament is on, please turn on the golf channel and see if you think that this is a roadside motel experience. I, I'd venture to say this lady's never actually stayed in a roadside motel. And speaking as someone who has stayed in a roadside motel, many roadside motels, mm-hmm. some that were pretty filthy. Oh yeah, no. There's, yeah. there's no way you can compare this. This place in the first day is is not anywhere close to that. I'd venture to say that it's better than the Super Eight on Market Street that I've made the mistake of staying at one time. Sorry to hear that. Ooh, 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 no, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad time, and my friends were calling me bougie for not liking that place. 
Dude, let me tell you, the worst place to stay in Wilmington at one point was Alberta's Motor Inn on Market Street before they tore that down. That place was a dump. The, the, beds, were, the beds were cement blocks. Hundred <laughs> percent. We all of the story is if you travel to Wilmington, don't stay on Market Street. No, go to the beach. Oh, <laughs> although I heard they cleaned up Market Street, so yeah, I heard well, they down a couple years ago it wasn't very clean. <laughs> Let me close this one out. Skip ahead here and her discipline and whatever. Uh, it says, uh, you should stay in a villa. It's a better option. You'll still have to take out your own trash, but you can eat on your own schedule and off of a real plate for a much more reasonable rate. If you do go to Kiowa, though, book a shark fishing trip with Captain Sean. He's the best. <laughs> That's how Shout she out Captain that. Sean. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. her interview. Or, sorry, her review. So, uh, I, I bet he was the best. Yeah, I don't know what happened on Captain John's fisherman boat, but all of a sudden, this uh, this woman that had been slumming it at the world class golf resort uh, had a wonderful experience out at sea. So, uh, on some fishing boat, yeah, shark <laughs> shark fishing. Technically, it does say Troy's mommy. I don't see anything about Troy's daddy. Well, I'm just saying there might be a baby shark. Just saying. <laughs> uh, family podcast, so. <laughs> Dustin's doing the baby shark nationals thing in the in the video. Uh, all right. Speaking of uh sports references that people may or may not get, uh let's go to our anchor topic. Dustin, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I mean, uh there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. I know um you know it's real ebbs and flows sometimes, but there there's a lot of good sp- supporting events either coming up or happening this weekend or the next couple weeks. Um, all of us have a horse in the race in almost every sport except for golf because it sucks. Um, but one, uh, one thing that they all kind of have in common and that we're starting to see, and this is something Logan can speak to very well is, uh, capacities are increasing and or going to full, uh, tilt, you know, masks are going away. People are starting to experience, you know, get to that post-pandemic life that when we kicked off the show, we were all talking about and sort of pining for a little bit. Um, so, you know, sports kind of helped us get a little bit of semblance of life back, right? As COVID, a couple months into COVID, and now it's starting to kick off post-COVID area or era. So, Logan, what was it like, man? Being living life again, being in a stadium with what twenty thousand people with your rally towel that you're holding up for us right now. Yeah. So I have my, uh, my Carolina hurricanes playoff rally towel that everybody swings around, uh, at PNC arena capacity of 19,000. And it was technically, uh, 12,000, all the bougie people in the club level in the second area, they, those are, they're kind of spaced out a little more. Everybody else, like we're just, you know, sitting shoulder to shoulder <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie to you. It was kind of awesome. It, it was very, Every it was very strange but very familiar at the same time, and I can't tell you how exciting it was to go back to a live event. Whether it was like a, in this instance it was sports, but whether it was sports or music, where you're just like your next 
it's something about sports and music that you go into a crowd full of strangers and there are people of all different walks of life, different belief systems, different political beliefs, and you all rally together over one thing and you're all yelling at the, the referees. And, uh, cause I've made friends with this guy cause people started chanting ref, you suck. And I was like, it's the first time I've heard that. Not at an NC state game. The guy turned around, started dying, laughing, high five me and everything. It was like, it's just like you connect with people who you'll never probably see again. You don't know their names, but you all have one common goal, and that's just to uh, have a great time pulling for your team and try to cheer them to victory. The place was electric. I mean, it was basically a a full-capacity game. Like I said, first time in over a year that we've experienced something like that, and it's it's just like we're back is all I can say. We're back. It was amazing. Who uh, who signed up the alarm at the game last night? Um, so they had, I missed the third one. I know that I think it started off with Petey Pablo. Um, of course, who, of course. by the way, he lives in Clayton now and runs a sign shop. So he, you can get a sign made by Petey Pablo now for your house. But Petey Pablo was, uh, first, then I think Nolan Smith was second. And then I can't remember who was going to be the, uh, r- r- sound the siren for the third period. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it was, it was great to be back amongst the people, everybody yelling, everybody having a good time and cheering on your team to victory. Yeah. Coach cut was with Smith. Apparently I saw that. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they both did it together. I didn't know they were such big hockey fans, but <laughs> power to them. Who did you say was there? Coach, Coach Cutcliffe. Nolan Smith, who oh. uh former player. Oh, current coach, a dude. If my wife is listening, I would like a sign from Petey Pablo in the house, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I can uh, I can find the, the website and slide that your way if I need to. <laughs> Birthday present. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that's incredible. We, uh, Logan sent us a video of it last night, and it was just cool to see. Um, you know, it was one of these things where <clears throat> one of our goals, I think, as a society, or a lot of us in the society has been, we want to get back to the point where we're shoulder to shoulder sweating on each other and sloshing beers and, and waiting in line for the bathroom. So yep. God bless you for being the first one to get there. And I think we're, I, I believe DC is about to increase their capacity beginning June 1. I know Baltimore with like O's games, things like that are already at full capacity. So it's coming. It's yeah. starting to go get everywhere. I mean, the video was awesome. I didn't watch the game because as we'll get to later, I was watching a different hockey game, but um, <laughs> so it was awesome. Um, we'll get a little bit into some of the various uh, sports that are catching our eyes. Uh, ACC baseball tournament. Just want to give a mention of that. That's coming May 25th to 30th. We're playing in Charlotte. At Truist Field, which is the Charlotte Knights Stadium, um, which kind of is a fun minor league tie-in, as you'll hear us talk about as the summer goes on. Um, they're also allowing full capacity, which I was excited to see. Um, they So the bracket itself, uh, 12 teams. There's only 14 ACC baseball teams. 12 teams get into the tournament. We already know two teams that are out, Boston College and Wake. Boo-hoo. Glad they're out. Um, rest of the conference is in. Uh, so that includes the four schools represented on this podcast, NC State, Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Duke. Um, you know, we'll see how it works out. The seeding is basically pool play, and then the pool play leads to semifinals and championships. But um, the Coastal Division is as close as it is during football season. Anybody who trips over the finish line last is who's going to get that best seeding. 
So um, we'll have to take a look at it and see if we can make some some predictions or some bets going into next week. I think I believe Logan wanted to take state, and I was going to take the entire field. Yeah, I'll bet on the pack. All right, I'll take the field. I'm in. What are you betting? Just I don't know. Rights, bragging rights on the podcast, I guess. Because sure. you guys, I mean, you guys are going to see each other now. This isn't COVID anymore. Like, you actually have to put something down for this. I mean, I don't know. You guys have any ideas? Maybe we come up with something and update people on it. But I know that I'm taking the the longer, uh, the riskier bet here. But I mean, look, the Wolfpack are one of the hotter teams in the country. Uh, having started the conference season one and eight, now as of the time of us recording this, they're uh, 17 and 13 in the conference, third in the Atlantic Division, playing great baseball right now. Haven't lost a weekend series in a while. I mean, they're they're nobody's playing better right now than uh, than NC State and the ACC. It sounds like a lot of uh, what we hear during football season, which is a lot of Atlantic division thinking they're better than everybody talk. That's because they are. <laughs> Just because you have Clemson doesn't make you better than everybody else. I don't know. I mean, look, like I always say about the Coastal Division, it's the contest for who's the skinniest kid at Fat Camp. That's a, that's a, that's a wonderful comment from August to December, I guess. But – uh I don't know. I'd say Carolina, Miami, Pitt, and Georgia Tech. Those are the top four teams. Virginia Tech's not close. In the, uh, in the Coastal. Yeah, I keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. And it literally says Coastal on the screen because I typed in conference twice today doing these notes. <laughs> oh, well. Virginia Tech's in fifth. And, I mean, Duke's in it. So, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, I'm not going to tell you where they're at, but they're in it. They have a winning record overall. So, you know. Just going to point out that they have a winning record overall because, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to take the opportunity to not crap on Duke baseball since I was already crapped on earlier. My team's ahead in the Coastals, so that's apparently all that matters. I'm not worried about Duke baseball program. They've been pretty good over the past five years, so this year, not going to hurt my feelings. I think that Carolina has a decent, for whatever it's worth, I think that Carolina plays decent baseball. They beat good teams. They play down. Carolina is kind of like the state of football. They kind of play good teams and they play down to bad teams. So, like, let's see who we end up against, you know, and we'll go from there. Yeah, that's the state curse playing to the competition. Yeah. Well, there you go. Shitting on your own water again. But we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to the next topic. There's plenty of um, reasons to shit on UNC. One of them, I've forgotten the good, the bad, and the ugly, so they got a got a fr- free pass this week. I was talking about UNC Wilmington, but anyway. Um, playing down to their level of competition, thanks for putting UNC Wilmington down. Jeez. Um, I wasn't about that. I was talking about the rest of the conference they might have to play against. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll also take the field against Carolina. We'll have two bets going. Let's do it. All right. Me and Morgan take the field. Y'all can have your schools. Moving on. Um, lacrosse, why, why should we care, Angle? You, you said you had a reason for this. Yeah, it's because <laughs> we shouldn't. <laughs> well, first of all, come on, ACC people. We, we're going to talk about back and field. We're going to talk about lacrosse. We're going to do this. All, first of all, nobody cares next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry it's not wrestling. We already talked about track and field. So yeah. let's talk about your, your, your frat boy sport then. <laughs> Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> it's this thing spreading whether or not you want it or not. This is this seems, is an over the sport. Seems like <laughs> there seems like the lacrosse teams are the ones that are always getting in trouble at these universities. 
I'm not touching that with a 10 foot ball on the internet. This goes oh, wow. out. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> well, they, they, they do it because they, they think they can get in trouble because most of them's daddies are lawyers. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I'm keeping it clean. I'm keeping it clean. I'm just saying things that people already know. <laughs> Let me fix my bow. Let me fix my bow tie real quick. Sorry. Yeah, you already brought it back to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put mine on before I hopped on the podcast. <laughs> All right. What All do right. we got? Let's get through this. So why should we two minutes of us? Why should we care? All right. So the semifinals are this weekend. That means there's eight teams left, right? Of those eight teams, you got four ACC teams. You have an old ACC school in Maryland. You have two DC area schools and Rutgers. What the what the fuck? Why why is Rutgers in the last of the eight lacrosse teams? Whatever. Rutgers seems to live in our heads way too much on this podcast. Seems to show up all the time. It's really annoying. Also, Big Ten get. I mean, I know Maryland's in this, but get a better school besides Maryland and Rutgers. Thought they were the bottom class of your league. They seem to be showing up all the time. Anyways, the bracket for this weekend. Number one, UNC versus Big Ten Rutgers. Number four, God, please let us not lose to Rutgers. <laughs> Number four. I won't be able to live that down. They're the number one school in the country. Rutgers isn't ranked. Number four. Uh, I would definitely not let you live it down. Number four, UVA versus number five, Georgetown. That's the D.C. area school. The two winners of that game will play each other. UNC versus UVA. Morgan, you can have your bow tie bowl. Um, number three, Maryland versus number six, Notre Dame. Technically, that's an ACC school. And then number two, Duke versus Loyola, Maryland. Why should you care? Well, if you listen to this podcast so far, uh, we're on episode 37. You know we like Duke, Carolina, ACC schools. If they win and they win out, you would have Duke play Maryland, UNC play UVA. It would be mostly an all-ACC final. And then, God forbid, you would have Duke, number two, play UNC for the final. So just keep it in mind. It probably won't happen because it's 2021 and stuff doesn't happen like this anymore. But God forbid we have an ACC uh, – or, I'm sorry, an NCAA lacrosse final between uh, Duke and Carolina. So I bet you guys, I bet you guys would care then. <laughs> Only if I win and have bragging rights. Otherwise, sports sucks. Next time. Right. So next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's. So a few weeks ago, we promised everybody we uh, we're going to start paying attention to minor league baseball. Give a little down on the farm report. Um, we wanted to be a little more than standings, but I did want to give the update on where we're at. So we got four teams that we're following. Just as a reminder. The Gwinnett Stripers is Logan. That's a Braves affiliate. They're up at the top of the division. Durham Bulls right there beside them. That's uh, Morgan's team. Uh, Rays, I believe, affiliate. Yep. Nashville Sounds uh, are right behind them, actually. They kind of turned around now that I'm looking at their record. Uh, That's Angle's team. Uh, They're affiliated with Brewers. Brewers. And Norfolk Tides, Orioles. That's me. Bring it up the rear kind of like the ACC baseball. So <laughs> we, we took a look through some of the promotions and things going on. We had a few, a couple interesting facts to share about our teams. And does anybody want to kick that off? Angle, you want to do that? Sure. 
well, the thing that kind of jump-started this for me was the internet kind of went a Twitter earlier this week, literally on Twitter, with not related here, but the Myrtle Beach beer bat promotion. First of all, I know there's been a lot of uh, Myrtle Beach talk on this podcast. Saw it on the Dan Patrick show, saw it on Twitter, saw it a lot of different places. They had some sort of promotion where they literally filled up a, a bat that was either plastic or glass, probably not glass. And uh, it's got to be. Yeah. And it was for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, which I know the, the Berries have gone to. Morgan, you ever been to a game? Nope. I have not, but I would definitely like to now. Uh, $2 for a baseball bat full of beer. Look, I'm not a I'm not a big beer drinker, but for two bucks, yeah, I'm in. Uh, maybe that's part of our Myrtle Beach Bowl package in the future. If uh, probably not, it's in December, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, different uh, time of year. But I will make the connection. Uh, Sonny Lefford, our special guest from a few weeks ago, and the Myrtle Beach Midnight Mayor himself is down there as we speak. He's playing a couple of shows because it's Bike Week. So he'll be playing at a little club down in Myrtle's Inlet this weekend. Oh, the Floribama Shore uh, location. <laughs> Those that have seen that. Something like that. That MTV delicacy. <laughs> All right. So for the uh, for the Nashville Sounds, uh, well, there's a reason why we're eight and five. Um, and whooping up on Logan's team earlier <laughs> this week. Uh, we've got a six-game homestand. A guy, I don't know why minor league baseball is doing this probably because of COVID, but um, the Nashville sounds have been playing the Gwinnett stripers. I texted the group earlier. I said, uh, Logan, we got six, six really big games here this week. So uh, we've huge taken game. huge games. We've taken the first two by one run. So uh, just want to point out that uh, I've whooped up on the, the conference leading Gwinnett stripers this week. There's four left in the series. And some of our sweet giveaways that I looked up this year are the uh, we've got the wind up legends racers for those that don't have a clue what the hell I'm talking about. There's these little toys that you kind of from the eighties that you spin in the back and then they go zooming forward. And uh, I've talked in the past about the country legends race that happens. They've got four different legends that race around. It's George Jones, Reba McIntyre, uh, Johnny cash. I'm doing this by memory. There's another one I'm missing. Um, Dolly Parton. And you can collect all of them if you go to the games this year. So I believe the one that this year or the one they're giving away um, this week is the Reba one. And then they've also got a uh, speaking of uh, your experience at the Hurricanes game. They've also got a Sounds Predators co-branded jersey that they're giving away in August, which I feel like that's that's reasonable. I feel like I can. Yeah, get that's pretty cool. Nashville by cool. August. That's really cool giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for my. Down on the farm, Nashville Sounds, they're doing good, keeping the keeping the Brewers alive. Yeah, well, hopefully Gwinnett will uh, get this series in gear and not give up that first place spot, but we'll see. I mean, it's a lot of ball games, and they, ha- they have lost the first two. But one thing I got to say that's pretty cool that the Stripers are doing, and tell me if any of your teams are doing things like this, but the Stripers have Agriculture Night, where they have <laughs> the local FFAs and 4-H uh, commemorate the the rich and world of agriculture and coming from Halifax County I have an appreciation for that even if I myself have not been directly involved with it uh, but also on top of that not to be outdone they also have outdoors night where you wear mossy oak uniforms for uh, and then they have an Austin Riley bow hunting bobblehead so yeah I think I, I attached my uh, self to the right team here well the uh uh, Durham Bulls, they got a uh, they got movie night coming up on May twenty eighth. 
Dustin, you'll love this. Let's remember the Titans. Great movie. See, it's a good movie. They, yeah, they come on to the out. Yeah, come on to the outfield, throw down a blanket, and watch a movie. It's just like you and Dodgers Stadium. Hey, I took a nap there. Didn't watch a movie. <laughs> did you call that or did you take a nap? Which is- uh, I might have taken a, a, a breather from too many beers. <laughs> But quick, quick side story to that one. As soon as we left there, we walked down the Sunset Strip heading towards uh, Whiskey Agogo. We never made it that far. We stopped off at a bar along the way. I never got a beer because there was about 15 people deep and the bartender kept overlooking me. Maybe I might have been a little too drunk. I don't know. <laughs> Probably had a little something to do with it. <laughs> you had any more fun ones from the Bulls? That one's a good one. That's the only one I see for coming up right now. Um, they're currently playing Charlotte right now and winning four to three. The the nice. Bulls do have a um, every year they do it a few times where they have uh, take your dog to the park night, so you can take yeah, your dog yeah. out there and go to the uh, the baseball game. It's kind of cool. Would Brody be old enough to run the bases at this point in time, or no? No. Okay, maybe that's a little far off. No, maybe he might be able to run the bases next year. They have a kids run the bases night. No, he he. If he did it right now, he'd go two feet and dart to the left or the right and just <laughs> go in a whole different direction. You got to teach him to steal a base, like literally take it off the field. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You definitely have to do that. Oh man. All right, well, let's round this down on the farm time out. Uh, North of Tides, like I said, bringing up the rear, just like we are in the AL East and just like we are, Duke is in the ACC Coastal. Um, pick them. Yeah, I have a knack for it. It's for the Redskins, too. Um, we have the Navy Town Showdown, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you got two big, I mean, two of the biggest Navy towns in Jacksonville in the Virginia beach area, Norfolk area. And you've, first of all, the Jacksonville team is the jumbo shrimp, which is pretty friggin' hilarious. Um, and the trophy for this is the, the, the ships bell trophy. So whoever wins this series, I guess, Eddie, I, I think they're doing the six game deal too. I think it is a COVID like they're basically not traveling as much as they normally would. Uh, they get the bill. Uh, so Navy Town Showdown. If you love the uh, water and you love that part, you'll you'll love watching Norfolk Tides try to eat something yeah. out there. <laughs> based on the, it's based on the whole season. You guys apparently play thirty six times or something ridiculous throughout the year. 36. So whoever whoever wins the most, it's it's kind of like the victory bell in our college football. Whoever wins like like the the full season, they get to take this ridiculous bell trophy home. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Awesome. Um, well, that's a lot of it's a lot of ball games, um, <laughs> which we will update you on uh, from time to time. We won't bore you to death with it week to week. Uh, they also have uh, a couple other giveaways. One is a reversible scarf night. But it's a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar night. That I can get behind. Mountain Dew, I like it. Zero Sugar, even better. Who wants diabetes? And Scarf, uh, to keep you warm? Come on. That's the trifecta. If you're not going to win ball games, you want to go home with that. And I'm pretty anti-Scarf. 
I was given a scarf from work one time and my boss, like, you know, we all appreciated it, but he likes them. I don't, it's not my thing. That's because, uh, it, you're pretty much, you're just going from car to office door. If you walked like a lot of city blocks down the road, you might want something to cover up. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't think it's going to really ever be a part of my ensemble, as you would say. (laughs) Outfit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, don't call what you're wearing an outfit, Jason Isbell. <laughs> All right. That is, that's fun. We'll have some more fun facts for you in coming weeks um, or fun ideas or other stuff going on with our uh, minor league baseball teams. But the point of it is Angles team, Morgan's team, Logan's team are all sitting at the top of the division, mindset and dead last. We'll see what happens. I might start the next topic in this every week. Um. <laughs> Moving on, we got a little miserable and reckless family drama in the world of hockey. So on one side, we've got Caps and Bruins. And on the other side, we got a Hurricanes and Predators. Angle is picking the opposite side on both of those because he can claim a little bit of each. Uh, we can start with the Caps and Bruins. Uh, Bruins are up 2-1 in the series. Three straight overtime games. Last night's game was two overtimes. Um, these two teams, I think, have been overtime five out of the last six times. Every game has been a one-goal game for the past 12. It's never easy. Um, and, it, you know, they beat the hell out of Last night, they had 100 hits on each other. Um, so, they're just – it was something else. It was, it was a good hockey game except for the ending. Um, the Our goalie played a hell of a game. It was the first time he'd ever really, like, Great, and he he started in a playoff game, so God bless him. But uh, at the very end, he just got a little, little nonchalant, and that's you know they came around, wrapped it around, and that was that. Over time. So anyway, uh, thoughts, predictions, angle on how the rest of this series goes. I uh, I enjoyed our text exchange during the first night. Uh, I've, I've watched a decent amount of hockey and I, I kind of keep it to myself. I know it's not very Southern to cheer for the Bruins. So I'm kind of keep the Boston stuff to a side here, but uh, Bruins hockey is pretty important to me. Um, been, been raised with it for a while. I know we talked about it last August when we first started the podcast because they were playing the Hurricanes. Keep it short. Um, for my family, I really like hockey. I really appreciate it. And I basically texted Dustin at the beginning of the series and said, like, these are like the four things that are going to happen. And by the end of the night, it was like, those were the four things that kind of happened. And basically the key point there at the end of it was they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Um, And uh, probably the Capitals are going to get away with this because they're more talented. I really wanted to win last night. Um, Really, really, really. I think that's important. It was the first game that we played in Boston. Um, The other two had been in Washington. Uh, I don't see an end to this overtime stuff. It's truly I don't usually say this. I'm pretty competitive. It's truly been enjoyable to watch. It's truly been enjoyable to, uh, to behold. And quite honestly, um, I love the fact that the referees are swallowing the whistles. You got a lot of dirty players on both sides. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there uh, between the two teams. Tom Wilson. And, well, and, and Marsha and, and Richie. And I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. So I basically tell them like, they're just like, competitors. Gamers is, I think, what you said the other night. Just, yeah, that's just gamers and competitors. So, the softies uh, are the ones that complain about it when they get out there. My, they my, do their my, thing. 
my, my two cents on Tom Wilson is everyone hates him until he's on your team. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the Kevin Garnett of the NHL. <laughs> you know, he's, if, if, if he's not on the Capitals then all the Capitol fans are not going to like him. And that's, you know, everyone knows I'm, I'm true about that. Cap so, fan love him because he's on their team. So no one wants me to hear me whack poetic about the Bruins, especially if you're not watching. I know that what I'm more interested in Dustin, cause I haven't heard this yet is what is the conversation going on? If there is any between you and Jenny on the couch, cause I got to imagine with the referee swell and all the whistles, it's gotta be somewhat hysterical. If you guys are watching the game. Well, you, I mean, you listen probably to the same announcers we do cause you're in market You're in the DC yeah, yeah, yeah. market. And so, uh, she basically more or less agrees with what our Homer, um, announcers are saying which is every time there's a bad call against the capitals they are angry that the refs swallow their whistles but every time there's a call that doesn't get called the other way they're like oh great yeah they're letting them grind it out they're letting them boys play (laughs) (laughs) so that's basically the story and then uh to add to it, at the end of the night, Jenny's dad always texts like either really happy emojis or really sad emojis, and some emojis I don't think he knows what they mean. And, um, <laughs> and, so, and so we get that at the end of every game, regardless of what last night's game we ended at what eleven o'clock, something, um, something like that. And so he was he was sending his barrage of emojis after that. <laughs> I was. I, we don't just do the podcast. We, we're actually friends in real life, people. Shocking as that may be but to believe. I was texting uh, Logan and, and Morgan and saying like, hey, like, I think the Capitals game may actually extend beyond the, the Hurricanes game. You guys had my count. I think you had four minutes left in your game, Logan, when, uh, when uh, the Capitals game finally came to a close, unfortunately. Although I did love, um, I turned to my wife on the couch and I said, I'm pretty sure a veteran yelling at the goalie because that definitely looks like Russian. It's way too fast for American. When they showed the slow motion of him screaming, that was pretty, I'm not rubbing it in, but that was pretty funny. So, but yeah, was, yeah. You guys, go ahead. I was going to say, I was definitely asleep when all that was going on. Yeah, I know you guys have been kind of crashing early, so. I try and keep it to a minimum. Game's over. <laughs> Trust me, my, my, my phone's on silent, so you can text me. I usually wake up at three or four in the morning and see about 20, 20 to 32 missed text mess, messages. Usually about something you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough on the Caps Bruins. We'll see how it goes. 2-1. Hopefully we're still friends at the end of it. Um, Hurricanes Predators. Logan, you were at the game. Yeah, so I'm glad that you guys got to go first because as the very funny internet video that went viral here recently said, the future is now, old man. So y'all's old teams playing your old style of hockey. I I like the Hurricanes. They're fast. They score a lot of goals, and they're exciting. Give me that all day. The game, like I said, full capacity was a blast. They're up 2-0 going back to Nashville. If they win win game three in Nashville, I think think they'll lose one of two. in Nashville, but if they win game three, I think that uh, they'll probably end up winning with like four to one, maybe four to two in the series. But I think that I think the, the Canes are going to advance. Yeah, I agree. Being the hockey person on this podcast, I'm going to put myself out on a limb here and ask a dumb question. Is it a best of five or best of seven? I want to say it's best of seven. If you win game three, I would think you would win. That's why I wanted to win game two last night so bad. Let's see here. Oh, is it best of five? 
I thought I thought it was. I have no idea. This is this is bad. This is this is what COVID does to my brain. I I don't. Yeah. Remember. Anyway, I can talk to you about the Predators very briefly. When I was in Nashville, the Predators were the only thing that was ever on when I got back to the hotel at night. So I I started to kind of develop an affinity for the Predators. It is a best of seven. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So I started to develop a thing for the Predators. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't seen a catfish on the ice in a long time. But if there's anything that warms your heart, anything like a bunch of fans sneaking catfish into the stands, and uh, they literally would put them in their pants and do all sorts of crazy shit to get them into the ice. And if anybody scores a hat trick, which is probably not going to happen, to be honest, against the Hurricanes, especially up to nothing. I mean, they're going to have to score a hat trick to, to win a game in this series, it seems like. But uh, uh, the Predators fans would come in and they'd sneak literally catfish in and, and throw them out on the ice. And then you got to have like all the like <laughs> the, the staff come out and push them around and then people are throwing their hats at the same time. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so I don't know. I got a soft spot in my heart for the Predators, but the Hurricanes definitely look like the better team. Um the interesting thing is because of the way that the conferences and I'm using that word correctly during uh, this particular part of the podcast are set up the uh, it would be hysterical if the hurricanes went all the way through and then met the Bruins on the other side and then the Bruins knocked them out of the playoffs because that's happened the last two years. So yeah, I, I, I want to, to avoid that. Boston if possible. I love to hear your future is now a uh, point, but you're going to eventually have to, face somebody from our side of the playoffs. So whether it's the Capitals, the Bruins, the Avalanche, good luck with your speed when you play the Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any Morgan reminiscing? <laughs> Morgan, do you wish you still had tickets? Yeah. Yeah, actually I do wish we still had tickets, but to be honest though, we didn't have free tickets the last time. The uh, they had tried to pay for them. Oh, they had, they had free regular season tickets, but the uh, the first year that Tom owned them for uh, the playoffs, they had to actually purchase their tickets. So well, that was just a downer. Thanks for bringing us down on that note. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it, so to be honest, I'd rather just watch it from home on the big TV and have the bathroom right next door to me. Yeah, I mean, look, that was probably my one playoff game for this year because the I, I got them significantly cheaper than what they because I bought them at seven fifty nine for an eight o'clock buck drop and had to rush to get in there. Only missed four minutes of the game, but it still was more expensive than you want to spend more than one time. So hey. I just wanted I just wanted to get back to to you one playoff what? game with I, uh, a full crowd. So. I, I got to experience my playoff of hockey what, two years ago with them beating the, the Capitals and beating the Islanders and watching them lose to the, the Bruins. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a Caps game, a Caps series. I went to two games in that one. That was a really fun series. Yeah, we went to all, all the ones that were the home games for that. But now you moved on, Morgan. Moved on to yeah. NBA I'll now. Celtics next. Any any uh thoughts? Any well, feelings? Crystal Crystal will be in New York with her going for her first time to meet her new uh, boss, new coworkers, and more than likely, Game Five will happen against the Celtics and the Nets, and she will be at that game. Oh Where wow! Where will she be sitting? So yeah. I can find her on TV. 
I'm more than likely it'll probably be a box. So oh, uh, buddy. Yeah. You know, hi. She's higher up there, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that aren't following, uh Crystal went from working, right? Morgan from the hurricane. Mm-hmm. She got her job at the Nets for those that haven't listened to all of them. And uh the Nets happened to be playing the Celtics. The Nets got all sorts of good people. What Westbrook and no, sorry, he's on the Wizards. Uh uh, what's his name? Harden. <laughs> Harden's on the yeah. net and a bunch KD of KD other- and Kyrie. Yeah. And the Celtics have Marcus Smart. So I texted Morgan earlier today and I said, I can't wait to find out uh how long it takes you guys to figure out that Marcus Smart is a jerk. <laughs> I'm expecting it'll be five minutes in before you guys are complaining about calls. <laughs> well, first of all, the, uh, Ryan, you got to pronounce his name in a Boston accent. Market's fine. So myself right. will be playing Crystal's Nets, so we'll keep you we'll keep you tuned in because I know all you right. I know you all care. Yeah, everybody's like, geez. These guys do watch a lot of sports. <laughs> Can we please get the football season so they'll be focused again? All when right. Is, when is the Southern culture part coming up in this podcast? It's been 37 episodes. <laughs> hey, we with the Stripers, we did talk about bow hunting and the FFA. So there's your Southern culture. <laughs> and agriculture, man. <laughs> All right. Can't have agri without culture. There you go. <laughs> Don't forget that, America. All right, Morgan, you got a you got us a something that we're supposed to hate and cancel with this yeah, week. Yeah, I do, man. You you brought up talking about uh, football coming this fall, and that got me thinking about uh, one thing I'd love to cancel with regards to college uh, sports, in particular to football. So, uh, welcome back to another rousing episode of Morgan's Canceled Corner. We bring you all things that I want to cancel. Canceled. <laughs> the so, button. Cancel, dun dun dun. Um, over the last what year or so, uh, the transfer portal has been just blowing up with people deciding, nah, I don't want to put in the hard work and wait anymore. I, I want to play now. And uh, deciding, yeah, I'm, you invited me to come play for your school. And after my freshman year, I decided I'm going to go play for another school. Uh, so the transfer portal has been a thorn in my side, just watching football players. They're just like, I ah, don't want to put the hard work in. And you school signs these four-star, five-star players. After one year, they decide they're just going to leave and leaves your program searching for answers to fill that position that they were supposedly going to take over in a year or two. Um, so I'll be, keep this one brief, but I'm canceling the transfer portal completely out of all college sports basketball it's particularly hard on football where you actually do have to develop talent well if it'd be amazing if we could actually see the, a website that shows all the people who are in the transfer portal right now because i think some uh athletic directors and coaches have said that you should you'd be surprised if you saw it it's just thousands of, of players waiting to to pick a new school to go play for because once again, they don't want to ride the bench and wait for their time and put in the hard work. They think, oh, I'm a five-star coming out of high school. I should be able to play right now. It doesn't nice. always work that way, buddy. 
it's affecting basketball too. And the pack have been hit harder in basketball than they were than they have in football. We got fortunate in football, but yeah. we already lost Shaq Moore, who decided to transfer to Mississippi State after having a fantastic uh, freshman year. And then the one that's really blown everyone away, and we it hasn't been settled yet, and whether or not it's going to happen. But there's heavy rumors from people in the know that Manny Bates, of all people, is entering into the transfer portal. Makes no sense because he has a great relationship with Coach Keats. He is a the starting center and had a hell of a year this year. He's best shot blocker in the in the conference, one of the top three best shot blockers in the nation. And his offense really came around this year. He's possibly being poached by the rumors are Georgetown. Like what? Like why? Yeah. Georgetown was, you know, a lot of talk last year. And the more talk a team has, the more people are going to watch on TV, the more, you know, teams that could draft him are going to watch. They, they want their draft stock to go through the roof. So that's why they jump from team to team now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Heck, I agree I think- with Morgan. Cancel the damn portal. What was it? It was a was a Florida Miami had a kid who transferred like two times before he got to Miami, and they were ta- he was talking of potentially transferring a fourth time. I think it was. I want to say it was a quarterback that Miami Hurricanes had two years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. But yeah, it's, de- it's de facto free agency. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it just. That I means the mods will just make it free agency in college sports. So after two games, they don't like it. They can go play for another team the same season. I do have some breaking news. Um, the 17 and 13, now 18 and 13 Wolfpack won on a walk-off home run against the Florida State Seminoles. So we're entering our way up into uh, possibly second place here after this weekend series with the, the Seminoles. <laughs> awesome. Free shoes university sucks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to fall out of my chair, but I'm still in it. Wow. To to wrap wrap it up, uh, this episode of Morgan's Cancel Corner, I am canceling completely of the uh, transfer portal for all college sports. So tune in next week, same canceled. (laughs) Tune in next week, same canceled channel, same canceled time. All right. So after uh, after that, which I think all four of us probably can get on board with, it's time for us to bring a little bit more positivity into your life. So, Dustin, I hear you have a bless your heart for us this week. I do. Real quick. I um, want to give a shout out to Shaq. Uh, just it's, this is a quote from him. He said, I was in Zales looking for some loop earrings, which. All right. That's ridiculous. But I, that's the reason I put it in there. Um <laughs> And he said, I, I seen this guy coming in. He was just so shy. He was saying, hey, how much do I owe to pay off this my ring? Because the, the guy was talking to one of the other sales associates while Shaq was looking at his stuff. He heard it over, got talking to the guy. Shaq gave his credit card to his sales associate, paid for the ring, and basically uh, helped the guy out so that he could propose to his girlfriend um, oh, and provide cool. her. Yeah. And so that he could... Um, you know, wouldn't have to keep coming in and making payments on his ring. Thought it was really cool of him to do that. Apparently, according to what I read in the article, he does similar stuff very often. Um, it doesn't get a lot of uh, notoriety, but he does. So, Shaq, you're a good dude. Thanks for doing good stuff for people out there, including this guy, but many other stories that I'm sure we have no idea about. Oh, that, that is awesome. I remember hearing a story about Shaq and it was either on the DP show or Rich Eisen show. He pulled up next to one of his players who was walking down the sidewalk uh, and asked him where his car was. I think he said he didn't have one. 
And Shaq pulled into his pocket, pulled out a wad of cash and threw it, handed it to him, said, go get your car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great story. It's awesome to hear things like that, especially considering that they're saying that he is uh, he does those things all the time and you don't always hear about it because that means he actually is doing it out of the goodness of his heart and not just for the publicity. Exactly. Yep. Well. So. Good on you, Jack. We appreciate you. That's called being raised right. All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan, and we will see you next week.